everybody. Welcome to the Psychic Shack Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and I appreciate you guys. This episode, I'm going to be talking about three tarot cards. And as I talk about the tarot cards, I'm going to be extracting from the Fool's Journey. But one thing I, I wanted to highlight a little bit, this is my feebled attempt at trying to speak about the myth and some of the folkloric things that are contained within Tarot, but also speak and reality to our everyday life. And if you're familiar with that type of angle, especially with Tarot, it coincides a little bit with the writings of Joseph Campbell. And Joseph Campbell, he writes a book of The Power of Myth and The Hero with a Thousand Faces and The Mask of God. And a lot of his, the body of his work contains the symbolisms and how symbolisms speak the principled same language even across different cultures and I've always found that to be interesting and so I make that association with Tarot with the symbolisms and as it tells or as we look at the symbolisms the deeper meaning and reference to the human experience or in life in general so I'm taking those three cards but they're being extracted from the fool's journey and those three cards the same as one card speaks volumes. Enjoy the episode. This is Michelle at Psychic Shack Podcast. Thank you. Take care. Hey guys, welcome to the Psychic Shack Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. Thank you for joining me here. I welcome you and I appreciate your participation with the Psychic Shack Podcast. We publish every first and third Monday. That's every first and third Monday. Last episode, I spoke about the tarot card of death. And I think I, I had more of a response than what I was uh, prepped for, but it really um, sparked a lot of conversations very interesting conversations and so by request i was asked to do it again um so i'm gonna do it one more again not death but i'm gonna talk about three cards this time and what i want to talk about with these three cards it's not the position of past present future but i want to talk about the three cards and how they fall in the fool's journey and those three cards are strength the hermit and the will of fortune and the Fool's Journey, very quickly, for those who aren't familiar with it, a tarot deck consists of 78 cards, broken down in a couple of categories, but I'm going to do the fastest categoric breakdown. Um, 22 majors, 56 minors, or 22 major arcana, or arcana, or however, mysteries. <clears throat> so there's 22 major cards. Out of the 22 major cards, one of those cards is called the Fool. He's, it's actually the Zero card. And the Fool is equivalent to what the Joker would be in a playing deck, a regular playing deck. So I'm going to remove that from the equation. And what is left is 21 cards. And those 21 cards, if you lay them out, you'll have three rows of seven. You'll have the Magician to... The chariot strength to temperance and then you'll have the devil to the world 
Now, The Fool's Journey is basically the story. It's the human condition illustrated. Yeah, the human condition illustrated is the most simplistic way I can um, explain it. And so your first row from the magician to the chariot is the conscious mind. The second row is the subconscious, strength to temperance. And because of the subconscious and conscious mind as things, and I'm probably using those words improperly, but I think more importantly, uh, let me convey the principle. But those two in combination creates manifestation, which is your last line. So that would be from the devil, rightfully so, to the world. So that's it in a nutshell. If you guys want some more on it, I believe it's the first episode whereas I kind of go through each card in reference to the entirety of the journey, but that'll kind of bring you up to speed. So you have, um, let me address real quick the two types of reader. No, I won't do that. <laughs> let me stay on point. Um, so with the fool's journey, you, uh, man, how could I say this? I have so many apprehensions, man. Um, well, you, you you do have kind of two types of readers. You you have you have psychic readers and you have spiritual advisors. They are not one and the same, and that's just a hardcore fact. It's just fact. We're not monolithic. We we are so diverse in reference to how we read, what we read, and that's the beauty of the craft. So that's just the way it is. Um. If you're in need of a spiritual advisor, I really don't believe a psychic read is going to be of much use. And I, I don't want to get into the intricacies of that, but I really don't. It's different energies, different vibes. They're just to, two totally different concepts. Um, I want to talk from the viewpoint of the spiritual advisor. And looking at it from that viewpoint, when we look at the humanity, of uh, the human condition, the experiences we have, then this illustration really captures it very well, utilizing the tool Tarot from your, in a very simplistic way. So from your magician to the chariot, that's the construct, that, that is the collective. We're born into the collective. And so you have your magician, and your magician is you. You possess all the magic you will ever need. The high priestess is your intuition, your spirituality. The empress is a representation of your mom. That's your nurturing. The emperor is the dad. That's authority figures or anything of authority in our life. The hierophant is when we're introduced to institutions, a scholastic. Um, it could be military, religion. Most times if you look up the Herophen, it's going to refer to religion because of the imagery that's on there. And I'm uh, referring to the right away deck. After the Herophen, then you have the lovers, and the lovers are the indication of the, the first significant or significant relationships outside of my immediate structured family. And then we have the chariot. And the chariot is created from taking a symbolism from each of the cards I mentioned and you compile them together and you have the chariot. 
the chariot in the natural is an indicator of this is somewhat off track from traditional meaning but i'm talking about the fool's journey so the chariot is the idea of the corporate job the 150k a year 2.3 kids the white picket fence the and all of that stuff i'm not mocking it but that is the idea when we go to the second line and we look at strength now the story starts to change and I think I'm speaking more along the lines of the archetypes that speak and the symbolisms rather than something psychic and so when we look at in this structure when we look at the card strength now instead of strength giving us an answer it's actually presenting a question and the question being presented is am I going to use my strength to maintain my position and where I'm at in the collective and the construct am, am I going to solidify that there is no wrong answer this is only let's think about it we're dealing with Tarot we're dealing with spirituality there is no wrong answer there's only awareness and if that's within a person's scope of awareness and they decide to stay use their strength to stay and maintain and solidify what they have there is nothing wrong with that the contrary question is or do I use my strength to explore this path that's before me and walk my truth I'm not saying in the first position that's not a truth I said from an observation if you solidify that then emphatically that is your truth I'm speaking not in a contrary sense but I'm saying the opposite is that there is another degree of truth in some people not all and this is not a necessity but some people feel as if they have to walk a what is referred to as a spiritual path whatever that means no one can define that for you this is the part of life where we start to define what we declare through our self-awareness our path is when we get to the hermit is also helping address that question and the hermit says okay for me to explore this idea I'm going to have to be in the headspace of a type of solitude which is difficult for a lot of people and what the hermit is suggesting in the storyline is that before I start to discover my path if you look at the picture if you lay those three cards out the hermit is holding a lantern and that lantern is illuminating where he just came from and he is saying for me to go forward I must first understand where I'd come from and why I am the way I am also if you look at the symbolism of the picture of those three cards the hermit's back is turned to the rest of the cards laid out his back is to the will of fortune when he's in his upright position so he's saying before I can proceed I have to reflect a reference to where I came from and so in that identification with he or she what the hermit is looking at is that they they are now positioning themselves from the viewpoint of now as I perceive where I came from as I perceive not my family friends relatives or whatever this is my perspective so as I perceive this history it's going to give me contrast and that contrast is going to enable me to go forward so that's a card of reflection it's a card of 
um, observation. It's a card of, because if, if you look at it, as I said, he's holding the lantern and it's reflecting or it's shining its light on strength, then the chariot, the lovers, the herald fan, right? And we've done this many times in our life. So we, we reflect on if we just graduated school, we kind of look back on that. If we were once at corporate and we left that, we reflect back on it. And so this is a position in life where we're contemplative and we're thinking of, about things and we're mulling things over. And so with that, if we decide to go forward on this path, that's established for us, we start to realize it is my path. No one can walk my path for me, nor can I do it for someone else. And then we take a spin on the Wheel of Fortune. The Wheel of Fortune, by definition, they talk finances and all this stuff. You know, the, the title kind of speaks for itself. I'm using this in a different perspective. And so the Wheel of Fortune, when we look at the symbolism of it and we allow it to speak, it too is asking some questions you'll notice the word tarot is in the middle of the wheel. If you take that word and make an anagram, it can speak the royal road of Rhoda, though it can speak many things. As I said, from this point forward, anything I say, you can find someone that's going to say contrary, and I get it. So I'm, I'm not having that kind of party. <laughs> so um, the royal road of Rhoda. Because um, my concern is if you look this up, you're going to get all sorts of stuff. And so here's the point relevant to how I'm interpreting this story. That royal road, whether you extract it from Egyptian lore, wherever you go, Europe, some older European uh, concepts, and that this is my path that I'm walking. And when I say royalty, it's a thing of uh, self-esteem. It's a thing of how I grow, it's a thing of how I self-identify. And if you look to the left of the picture, you'll see a serpent descending down. Now in this symbolism, the serpent is a representation of wisdom. On the upside, you see Anubis coming up, very cartoony depiction of Anubis coming up on the other side. It's the god of the underground. So I'm looking at strength, or once I lay hold of it and decide either way, in that headspace of a type of, I'm using the word solitude, but I, I don't mean extracted by yourself without uh, people around you. I'm talking about a headspace. So I decide to walk my path. Something weird happens. You may start looking at maybe some metaphysical ideas, some new age ideas. Maybe you start to look at paganism, Wiccan. I don't know. Some of you go to Christianity, whatever the case, Buddhism, Zen, uh, Taoism. Um, but that serpent descends down and you now are starting to ascertain, you're, you're starting to extrapolate, you, you have a wisdom, you feel as if you have a wisdom. There's something very particular that makes you feel good about you. And this is one of those uh, discoveries. It's difficult to share with other people because they may not have the level of appreciation that you have because fundamentally your energy has shifted and changed and you're becoming different. And so that plays into the idea of Anubis, not only just the God of the underground, but also the idea of what we would call a resurrection or a newness or an ascension or an elevated consciousness. As that consciousness elevates, when we are still looking at this card, you'll notice there, there'll be four, there's four icons, or four symbols in each corner. And those symbols are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
because traditionally those icons have always represented that. And I think it's odd that the four are in that corner. So I could say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but I want to deal with the symbolism of that uh, metaphysically. So I have this wisdom to send down. I feel this newness and I feel new because I have some new information, almost a paradigm in how I think about things. And now I have these four symbols and, and, some degree of the numerology, I can say four being a foundational number, four legs to a table, four legs to a chair. I can say something, I, I start to feel a sense of stability. Also, if I were to say those four icons are a representation of what is commonly called the gospel or the truth, but not truth with a capital T, whereas that it's applicable to everyone, or I assume it is, and I impose it upon people. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about I've now found a truth that's particular to me, that I identify with, that I resonate with, and I'm okay if others don't resonate with it as I do. So I found this truth. If we were to take it a step further um, and expand on the symbolism a little more, then I would say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So I could say each of these icons are rulers in their domain. So I could say the lion is the king of beasts. And those verses in the Bible, if you open up the book of Matthew, you'll notice that there's a genealogy list of Jesus confirming um, him on both sides. And I don't want to get into that, but you kind of get the idea. So um, this is a person walking with a sense of purpose or walking with a sense of uh, dignity, a sense of self-worth. Of self-worth. So we get that from the line. That, that's the king of beasts. The next one which I think even is equally important is the bull and the bull. Listen to this. If, if you don't hear anything, I think this will really bless you. The bull is the king burden bearer. And so once I'm established and I know I have my self-worth and all this stuff, it starts to alleviate burden. Many times, I'm pretty sure you guys can connect with this, we've carried other people's burdens, sometimes willingly and sometimes unwillingly and unknowingly, we carried burdens. Um, and so once I'm in this posture, it alleviates these burdens. And because of that, it'll bring me to, uh, I'm going to refer to it as Luke, because the next icon is a man. But oddly enough, Luke was also known as a physician, the physician. So I have my esteem thing being established because of that, it's alleviating burden. And consequently, then I receive a healing. The last icon is an eagle. And the eagle is shown in this icon because they, they didn't know of the California condor. They didn't know the Paragon falcon, I don't think. And so the eagle, king of its domain, and scripturally speaking it flies in the heavenlies but this is a type of ascension or elevated consciousness so if you follow the sim the symbolic storyline with those three cards and how it speaks the condition of our development as we go on to um justice and things like that like i'm not looking externally to be justified right after everything i said your next sequence of cards will speak the progression of how the energy is moving that's a little different than just subjecting tarot to this tawdry idea of uh, some tool to predict the future this um and and also if you look if you understand if you look at the fool's journey in its entirety 
you can take this a sequence of three cards each and the story will progress and that's more along the lines of what I was saying about a spiritual counseling that's a little deeper and a little more relevant to the human condition and so again if these cards fall what I've seen also is what I just spoke about is you could extract certain aspects of what was spoken and it is applicable to um, it, it will be applicable within your read when those cards fall so um, you have those three that's your fools that's a component of the fool's journey cards in sequence whether it is the major or the minor arcana they will speak a, a, a story there is a narrative there that helps us grow and develop so i just wanted to share that with you guys i hope that was interesting um i hope you guys enjoyed it i'm Mashad. you guys check me out every first and third monday every first and third monday at the psychic shack podcast you guys be well and i will speak with you soon take care bye bye